Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. Hey, what the actual fuckers? Stay tuned to the end of the episode for a very exclusive clip of the This Country book read by Kerry and Curtin. Hello there, I'm Paul Shahidi, also known as the Reverend Francis Seaton in this country, and you're listening to WTAF. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of This Country podcast. Now, first, he's the man that the only thing Yankee about him are the candles he places around his bath when he has his alone time. It's Neil. <laughs> right. I always say, yeah, that's true. That is true. That is You're true. You're not actually that far <laughs> off the truth. I don't have them in the bathroom because, believe it or not, I don't bathe that much. I shower more okay, than bathe. Yeah. But in my front room, I have Yankee candles everywhere. Genuinely Gee. everywhere, because I just like this. When you go in from being whatever, it's just nice. Mind you, take the piss out of you. We've got candles going yeah, we've got on here. Yankee got candles a... burning away yeah, here. There you go. Whatever that is, apple. It's warm apple pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all know what happens in that yes. movie. Okay, right. Now, we are here because of a, there was a... Uh, Special announcement. Well, there's a an special and a big announcement. I think it is a big announcement. Um, no, I think a year or so ago, we we because I can remember doing some Photoshop pictures, and we always said, "Oh, what would happen if there was a That's US right. remake?" And we had all these different. Yeah. Uh, we had Bruce Willis as um, as Martin, Martin Mucklow. I had a look, and we had uh, we had Robert De Niro as the as the vicar. We had John Goodman as Len. <laughs> we had Brad Pitt as uh, Curtin. Okay. And I can't remember originally who I had as Kerry. I can't remember now. And then Wasn't it Beyonce? Well, no, that was this time around. Oh, right, okay. So I'd already, I didn't realise I'd already done like the memes that I'd done yeah, last yeah. week. I'd already before. done before, because I'd chosen completely different people. <laughs> I had Zac Efron for Curtin. I had Beyonce for That's Kerry. right, that's right. That's I what had um, Woody Harrelson for The Vicar. That's not a bad shout, actually. Yeah, but I also had Mel- uh, Melissa McCarthy both times as right. Big Mandy. was a perfect casting if it was a big show like that. Who would yeah. you have for Len now? Who did I put for Len? I can't remember. Oh, somebody had put um, 
It was a picture of Sir Ian McKellen with a big beard. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> well, thought, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about this. Yeah. Because, um, and I'll, I'll read this from Deadline.com. So Fox have put a pilot commitment for this country from Sex and the City writer and producer Jenny Bix and Bridesmaids director Paul Feig. Now, they're saying that it's going to be a single-camera comedy written by Bix. Uh, the half-hour mockumentary follows a documentary crew who go into a small town to study young adults and their current concerns. Their focus is on the daily lives of cousins Kelly and Shrub Mallet. That's the name of the characters. And their idiosyncratic surroundings. We follow their cousins as they pursue their dreams, confront challenges and fight each other over frozen pizza. These two don't have much, but they do have each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, Bix, who wrote The Big C and The Greatest Showman, yep. will executive produce through her Perkins Street Productions, while Bridesmaids and a Simple Favour director, Feig, will executive produce and direct. Daisy Mae Cooper and Charlie are also going to be executive producers alongside Angie Stevenson, while Feig Co Entertainment's Dan Magnate... Magnante, I think, is a co-producer uh, with Kathy Mason and Rachel Mason producing. And it's going to be produced by Lionsgate, BBC Studios, Fox Entertainment and Feig Co Entertainment. Um, so what was your first reaction when you read that? Um, it was something that I thought was going to happen. It was something that I thought it's ripe for a remake. Absolutely. And then it goes to the whole point of, well, the USA's record of British remakes is not great. It's not great, but it also makes great financial sense for uh, Daisy and Charlie. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're saying they're only doing a, a, a pilot at the moment, so obviously... Which is always... Potentially, it could be very lucrative yeah. for, for Daisy and Charlie, and I hope it is. Yeah, no, absolutely, I, it I deserves to be. I hope it is, but, I mean, obviously, when it gets to, like, pilot season in America, there are hundreds of pilots mm. that just don't get put up. The only thing... Now, this this is my point of view. Now, I know both of our point of views on things like the Ghostbusters remake that was directed by Paul Feig. Yeah, but then... I think, as a movie director, I don't think... I mean, I I hated the Ghostbusters movie. You preferred it more than me. And Yeah, and I hated it. Yeah. And I hated it. As a TV director, though, I think he directed some, if not the best, episodes of... The Office. We certainly did some great episodes, the, didn't we? The dinner you? party episode. Which and, is fantastic. And the Goodbye Michael episode. Oh, yeah, of course that was him, wasn't two it? Two of the best mm. best episodes. And we will go through some um, Dump Gang uh, members' like, views on yeah. on this. And, you know, the, the majority... I, I did a poll on uh, Twitter and on Facebook, and it came up roughly around 80% saying, no, it wasn't a very good idea, and 20%... Roughly on average for both. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't. It, it obviously it isn't. The thing is, it's. I've always thought as this country is a very British TV show. Yeah, but then we all thought The Office was when that first started. Yeah, but then when you when you when you scale it down, mm. and it is about two lo- lonely souls. Are they lonely souls? Well, just I mean, they, they, they've got each forgotten. other. Souls, yeah, forgotten souls. The, the, the millions of kids that are the same around the country, uh, around yeah. the world. Sorry, yeah. And in a, they're in a, a backwater town, mm. which I'm, I'm, America's uh, got loads of. And to be fair, a lot of people that we've spoken to, a lot of the super fans that we've spoken to, whether they come from 
say Tom White that comes from the northeast, yeah. or you've got people that come from London, or people that come from Yorkshire, or wherever. Well, even Greg that we spoke to in America, they've got exactly those kind of places. Yeah. So it is a universal thing. I think it could be one of those things that. It could be set in France. It could be set, set in, in Australia. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere around the world. It's, it's all. It's relevant to, I would say, like you said, lost souls around the world because it's everywhere, isn't yeah, it? It's not I think just... it depends. I mean, the same as with the office, and and there's going to be a lot of comparisons mm. with the office. I think because of someone like Paul Feig working on it. Well, that's going to give it more kudos to be watched, isn't it? But and the power for it to be made into a full series. I think they could. T- Thinking on it, to me, personally, if they were to take the ideas of this country and then rewrite it for themselves... Yeah. Rather than, like, the original first episode of The American Office or the first few episodes where it was just a replica of what uh, um, um, Ricky Gervais did, if they if they stay away from that, they've got a lot more chance of success. Well, the, yeah, the first episode of the office, of The American Office was literally word for word, yeah. shot for shot, the same. And it was awful. And that, and I can remember watching that, and it put me off watching The Office mm. for years. And it, I think it might not have been until I say years, probably a couple of years, because when I watched the forty-year-old Virgin, and then realised that was the same guy that was in The Office, yeah, I gave it another chance. And I think it was the bloopers because I, I love watching yeah, bloopers yeah, yeah. and stuff. And then when it came to like the second, probably halfway through second series, probably near the end of the second series, then into the third series, I started watching it and then binged the whole lot. And now, as much as there's a lot of people that say to me that they can't believe it, I prefer the American Office to the British. I'm office. the same as you. I love the British Office. I think it's you see, great. I don't, but I love the American Office. But the American Office is mm. is so funny, so well written, and if they can go for that kind of Again, because it's not about the office. It's about the characters in the office. Exactly. So the same as this country. It's not about the village. It's about the con- the people in the village. Exactly. So That can go anywhere around yeah. the world. And if, if they carry on with that kind of thought, there's no reason that it can't mm. work. What they I don't think they can do is, you know, take the first episode of this country and then think, right, what's the nearest thing we've got to a scarecrow festival? Right, we'll just do exactly the same thing. Mm. It's like the IT crowd. Did you ever watch the the the, the pilot for the IT crowd? No. For the, the American one, no. it, it was literally shot for shot again, again, but with an American guy. I think it was um, Joel Edgerton. No, 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 no. It wasn't Joel. Joe. Oh, God, I should have heard this. I don't um, know. But he's um, he's done a lot of TV stuff and and, and movies. John right. McHale. Oh, uh, okay. John yeah. McHale, Community. Yeah. So it was him, and then there was Richard Ayoade. Um, he, he, came, he came back, and then another, another there, woman. There was another woman. I can't remember who the woman was. Um, but it was shot for shot, and it didn't work. No. It just didn't. It didn't. It just. I don't know. And I, and again, it puts you off. They need to make it their own identity, if you know what I mean, yeah. don't they? You yeah. Know, their own thing. Nick and Nolte as Len. Nick Nolte as Len. Oh, that would be good. That would be, be good, wouldn't he? Yeah. Although, yeah, because he's in uh, the Mandalorian. What Nick Nolte yeah, is? Yeah, well, his voice is. Right. He plays this old Uggernaut. And he's, uh, and he's got that voice, and, and every time he's said something, I have spoken. He, that's his <laughs> like, right. way of saying, you know, fuck off. I yeah. just, I've said what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think it, it's got so much potential. And the other thing is, see, they, because the Americans, they love having 
22 episodes they do in the they series. want it when it's a success that's yeah. what they want that's what you gets can then you can then delve into the characters more you mm. you've got more time to 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 delve into relationships and you could imagine the whole way that they could with Martin Mucklow and and the and Kerry or obviously it wouldn't be yeah. Kerry what have they got Kelly. Kelly wasn't it Kelly and um Kelly and Shrub Shrub yeah not sure about the Shrub name it doesn't it doesn't roll off the term no. like Kelly like Kerry and Curtin does it but that, again it needs to have its own identity exactly what you said that's um, all it needs so that's the, to, for it to be a success they need to come in they're going to have a big name, a cast member in there, I think. Do you think? Yeah, I think they will. Not for carrying or Kelly and Shrub. Not for those two, but for one of the main other characters, they'll have a big car- name. Like the vicar, I think, would be quite a well-known person. Don't you think then that would take it take away from... Mm. I think, that again, that's the beauty, and it's no disrespect to Portia Healy or Ashley Maguire. They're not massive names. You recognise them. Yeah. But you wouldn't say that... You, you sort of go, especially with them like Ashley, you go, oh, I've seen her in a few yeah. things. Obviously, now she's been in EastEnders and stuff like that. And Paul, obviously, has been in a few more big, you big, know, stuff big, now, big, big, big things. It's just, I don't know whether it would, it would, it would ruin it. If... No, but Americans like a star, don't they? It draws with the viewers in. That's why they always try and pay for somebody to come in on these new TV series. That's why they spent, when they did the Shameless conversion... Apparently, they spent a fortune to get William Hay Mac- right, H. Yeah, Macy to take yeah. the role and all of that. So, yeah, I, th- I will see a star in it. Because Steve Carell was a, a sort of star, wasn't he, when he not, did The Office? Not really, no. No, was he just a bit part not, of yeah, it? Yeah, he, he'd worked on The Daily Show and, and stuff like that. He wasn't... Right. He, it, it was a 40-year-old virgin that made him a star. Yeah. And then when he did... Because he'd done Series 1 before 40-year-old virgin... Then, forty-year-old version came out when series two was starting, right? And it's sort of the the success of that movie catapulted the success the, of the series, the, yeah, and it made people watch the series a lot more. But for Kelly and Shrub, they'll have unknowns or not very well-known people. For everyone else, I think they'll have a star in it somewhere. Not necessarily the vicar, but someone mm. will be in it. But like I said, not a massive star, not like a Kevin Costner or whatever. It'll be. Oh my God. Or a Bruce Willis, or as, a Bruce as, Willis. as the Martin Mucklow. Although character. that would be divine casting if they got Bruce Willis, because I could see him being a shit ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't think it'll be somebody that sort of. Well, they're not really a list now, are they? They're dropping off. Who Bruce Willis and Kevin Costner? They're doing director. So who would you have Kevin Costner? What, as the vicar? I was just thinking, <laughs> as, well, yeah, I think he'd be all right as the vicar actually, because he's got. I always think Kevin Costner has a very warm. Oh yeah, demeanor about yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, he does. You know, I just don't know. I, I don't know. But whoever you think about as the vicar, Danny DeVito. <laughs> that it's funny you say that because that was one of the people I was going to Photoshop as the, as as the vicar. Was I must it? admit, because I was trying to think of bold actors, right? Because I thought you might go for the same kind of um, Patrick as, Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Stewart. He's too, he's too. Distinctive, isn't he? And, and to Star abrupt. Wars, he can be to Star Wars, Star Star Trek. Sorry, Star be... Wars. Don't let's start. Let's not fight. Jesus Christ! Because you said the Mandalorian, it was on the tip of my head. You absolute head asshole! <laughs> it's on the tip of my head. That's the, that's, you've broken the cardinal sin. There. I meant to say Star Trek, but you said Star Wars. Yeah, it was a slip of the tongue. Yeah, I'll give you a slip of the tongue young again. Man. <laughs> again. Let's, let's break out those Yankee candles. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of people's... Um, I did ask for some 
comments. Okay, let, let's, let's react to this. So, comments. Luke Tyrell said, Hello, The Luke. Americans will ruin it, in my opinion. Oh. They'll ruin it like they've ruined The Office, The Inbetweeners, The IT Crowd, and other legendary British comedies. Did they do The Inbetweeners, did I they? believe so, and I don't think it ever got sore. Right, OK. I think it was, like, it was so bad. Yeah, I mean, sometimes some humour, this is why I said, and I understand where he's coming from, is distinctly British and it doesn't work in an American form. No. That's why I said, you know, if they give them a chance and they write something fresh with an idea of what was originally done, it could be a success. But The Office Loot, you're wrong, that wasn't ruined. It's so much better than the British version. Yeah. Controversial, Neil. Although I think that there might be a lot of people that watched that first episode of The American Office mm. and thought, I'm not watching it, it's just a copy. Yeah. I'm not watching it. But... And again, this is going to sound more like an office, US office podcast, I think, yeah. because it is so much more warmer. It's so much more. Emo- I mean, there's an emotion, obviously, in mm. the original UK version, but there is so much more. You sympathise with the character. You sympathise with mm. the in quotes David Brent character, which is Michael Scott in the American yeah. one. And he's he's in the first series. For its first series, he is like David Brent. Yes, but there's a massive turn in the second series, and he is a lot more. You 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 do grow to love him, whereas David Brent is just a dick. Yeah, you see, I didn't, as you know, I don't like the English Office. No, I'm not a fan of it. It has its moments, and I get all what it was. Loved extras, mm. just didn't. I just found it a one trick pony the yeah, whole way, yeah. and I just. Whereas I fell in love. With the American Office, and you know how much I'm. And the thing, it took you ages to watch it because I don't like American comedies. I've never watched Friends because what I have seen of Friends just made me cold. People say I'm heartless, but it's. it's... So have you tried Parks and Recreation yet? Yeah, yeah, I've started watching. And it. what do you think of that? I've got to give it a bit more go. It's it's taking me a while to get into it, it but d- it's not making me not want to watch it. No, you need. Again, the first series is a lot like the first series mm. of The Office because, to me, when I watched the first series of Parks and Rec, I started thinking, they've just done the same... Like, Leslie Nope is the same as Michael Scott yeah. and it's the same format, but as you get to know the characters and they go on their own little journeys, you can tell that it's from the same... People. It's cut from the same yeah. cloth. Yeah. You know, and, and again, it's just so well-written. And as long as you've got something that's so well-written, I think it, it can't not fail if that makes sense right dan smith hello dan says they'll bloody ruin it like they do everything else oh, yeah. shameless the office in between us they're just not as savvy as us when it comes to comedy with belly laughs and no canned laughter i now again i will say agree. no that, i don't agree to that no no I, oh you don't i don't like canned laughter that much yeah, but see, well, he says that they don't understand it when it comes to comedy with belly laughs and no canned laughter. Oh, right. I prefer no canned laughter. Yeah, I prefer yeah, no yeah. canned laughter. Yeah. So things like all of those one... Well, The Office, the American Office didn't have it, yeah. Yeah, one, yeah. The, one, the one camera shows, the Americans are really good at doing yeah. it. Yeah. And there's a lot of shows that have been running for a long time. Like, um, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Now, I must say, Curb. I've never... Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's exactly. done as a mockumentary, almost style, isn't it? Yeah. He's living his real life. It's an extreme version of it. Yeah. But I think that's those... one of the greatest sitcoms ever, yeah, that all is. of those kind of comedies. See, mm. they, whereas you've got the old-fashioned ones like Seinfeld and Cheers and, and all Friends, of those, and yeah. Friends. See, some of them I do like, some of them I don't like, mm. I must admit. Again, we've said it before, there's too much TV and there's so many comedies. Mm. But there's, I mean, Baskets is one that I, I don't know if you ever saw. It's the... Um, 
Um, oh God, what have I forgotten his name? Uh, beard guy from. I've never even heard of Basket. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, is it him? Is it? Yeah, him? yeah. It's a it's a comedy show with him, and I watched a couple of episodes. I think I watched about three or four episodes when I was on holiday. Yeah, so like the American Netflix. Really funny. He's like a clown or something. But he's he like is a, really funny. But though, he is he? really funny, and it's 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 a shame that it's one of those shows that you just can't get in the Over UK. This is just a pain in the ass. Between two ferns. Did you watch the movie? I did. I know it's a bit disappointing. It is a bit disappointing. It's still got some bloody it's, funny moments. It has, it? but it's no way. There's no way that you could stretch that to a 90-minute no, movie, no. which was a shame, Yeah, really, because I thought it was going to be a bit like Borat. I thought I was, this is going to be really good. But then even Borat runs its course it when does. you watch the movie, doesn't it, it at does. the end? It does, but it's that's a lot more consistently funny than I thought, yeah. um, thought that was. Uh, right, Rachel Elizabeth Porter... Hello, Rachel. ...says, They didn't ruin The Office. That was great. Worked because it didn't copy too closely and took on an American life of its own. Which I think is what we've agreed with. We concur with that. We absolutely do. Uh, Deb Barber. Hello, Deb. Hello, Deb. Says, it might work for the Americans to have their own version, but they won't ever be able to replicate our Kerry and Curtin and the rest of the wonderful cast. I know this country has some American followers, but from personal experience in America, there's quite a difference in taste where humour is concerned. There can be, but there's a huge market for the English comedy. And they've always... You look at it right up to Python. Well, Monty Python, Benny Hill, for crying out loud. Look how massive that was in America. They they loved that kind of humour... The Young Ones. Yeah, it was huge. And you can, I don't think you can get any more British than The Young Ones and Faulty Towers and no. things like that. That's that's so British, yet mm. they seem to love they that stuff. They lap it up, don't yeah. they? And then vice versa. We, yeah. You know, Friends is always on the frigging television. And I I know Frasier. I say how I don't like it, but I admire how big it is because everybody watched it. Yeah. And still Everyone. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Bang Theory. I don't understand the, the... And we are the demographic for that. I honestly don't understand how... I've, I've sat through probably three or four episodes and not laughed once at mm. that show. I don't, I don't get it. I honestly don't get it. But it's obviously successful and people do find it funny all over the world. Yeah, yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah. But that was a good point. That is a good point. That is a good point. Well made. Thank you, Deb. Well, okay. Kayla McCrary oh, says, man. as an American from a rural state, I love this country because, one, British humour, plus understanding the nuances having lived in the UK, and two, like the comparisons between the rural lives I can make. However, the charm may fall short in an American version. Don't know why we think we have to copy everything. I even saw rumours of people of a people-just-do-nothing US version. Mm. So, so I've been watching that recently, right, right from the beginning, because yeah. I've seen episodes. Yeah, it's quite funny. Yeah, I've not got into that. I must admit, it's taken me a while to get into it, but I am sort of in it now. Um, I just I haven't watched an episode in a while. No, I mean, I can understand. Like... I can understand now that you've got all these different streaming services and all of this sort of. So people are they're crying out for content. So what's going to work in one country? Is it possible it can work for another? Hmm. Uh, there's never no say never. There's is no it? guarantee. No. No, there's not. But never say never. You know, don't write it off until they've done it. Give them a chance. Okay. That's all I'll say. All right. Sarah Langheath. Hello, Sarah. She says, I live in the US now. Their humour is so different. We have had many tumbleweed moments. 
or I'm just not that funny. I'm sure she well, is I bet hilarious. She's hilarious. I don't think the majority of Americans are as funny as us. We laugh at ourselves more. I think that is true. I think we've got the ability to take the piss out of ourselves more than the Americans do. Sometimes they take themselves a bit too serious. But I think they're learning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially going back to TV series like Curb and things like that. Larry David is just literally rinsing himself in that and making it himself as uncomfortable as he possibly can, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's not really like that. But isn't the majority... I mean, I think especially British comedy... The main person that's in the, the comedy is always either a fool or someone who thinks he's clever but is a fool. Yeah. Or someone that is down on their luck. It's always that a lot of it is down on their luck. Isn't it? Isn't you it? look yeah. at all the, the, the quintessential top people in mm. Basil Fawlty, Del Trotter. Yeah. You know, you've got all these people that they're people that think that they're clever and people that think that they're better than everyone else, but they are just either stupid or they're idiots. Yeah. You know, it's. I don't know whether that's the same in America. In a sense. I mean, sorry to say about The Office again, but Michael Scott, the American version, he's an idiot, a bit like the David Brent one, but he's not a heartless idiot, like no. you said before. He's no. got heart. Yeah. But he's still a, a buffoon. Mm. Um, so there's with that, I've already mentioned Curve. I'm trying to think of other American series I've thought about. <clears throat> Cheers? I mean, I watched that years ago. I'm trying to relate to, like... No, with Cheers, you had Sam Malone, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it was it, the down on... Was he, wasn't, was he down on... I mean, he was an ex-baseball player, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm sure the American listeners will, will tell us if we're wrong I on thought that. he was down on his luck a bit, But he was, he? he was like a womaniser, wasn't he? He yeah. was like a womaniser that owned a bar. Well, you had the idiot in it, Woody. Would have been, yeah, would have been... Or, well, originally it was... Uh, coach, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. And then, then <laughs> God, blimey, that's he, he passed away. God, I used to blimey. love Cheers. I, I mean, I never used to. I mean, I, it was that Cheers was. I think well, and before that, it was Taxi. Yeah, I used to love Taxi when I was. I didn't a kid. mind it. I didn't mind it so much so that when me and my brother went to America in nineteen ninety one, went to LA in ninety one. Yeah. I used to spend my nights because I used to have a double bill of taxi on the TV. I used to stay while my brother wanted to go out. Mm. I used to stay in and I can't go out until I finish watching mm. Taxi. I used to piss him off so much because <laughs> I just wanted to watch the two taxi. episodes of Taxi. Yeah, so good stuff. Such good. Right, on Twitter. At Rachel X Ray X. Uh, Hello, she Rachel. said, um, I'm assuming it was a she. Uh, it could have been Ray. Or yeah. maybe her name is Rachel Ray. I don't know. Uh, it would be different, but could work. Isolated times, trailer parks, etc. Little worried, though. If they're going to be producers making it, does that mean the end of this country, UK? Uh, surely they won't have enough time to do both. Now, the thing is... I mean, who knows? Series 3 could be the end anyway. We don't know. It could know. be, but when you say executive producer, I mean, Ricky Gervais was an executive producer of the of the American office. I think you spent about a week he on set, don't Yeah, you? he wouldn't be doing much. He'd just be cashing those checks when the when the when you know the, the show got renewed. So I'm pretty sure that and they the were... And the main producers were the Mason sisters, aren't they? Yeah, by the sounds of it. So... And I also think that it'll be sort of like, if they're going to do it, if the Americans are going to do it, they're going to go off and do it. I don't think, like, it's not going to be like Daisy and Charlie are going to have final say on stuff. Of course they're not. They'll be just part, I'm sure, part of the machine of the whole thing. And to be fair, if it was you in that position, 
and it's a potential big payday, you're just going to let them get on and yeah. do whatever they think is right to, now, to get it made. Did Disney buy Fox TV as well? Yes. So, there you go. Daisy and Charlie are now part of Fox, uh, Disney. Possibly. I mean, we've got to remember that it is, at the moment, only at pilot stage. Of course. It might never go so anywhere might, further. We exactly. might not even see it. They might make the pilot and look at it like they did with the in us and go, this is shockingly bad. I hope not. I really hope no, not. No, no. And the thing is, like I say, poor Feig has got a fantastic record when it comes to TV. And as and much it, well, as... he draws people in at the cinema as well, even though, I mean, some of his films are all right. Oh, Bridesmaids yeah. was good yeah, and yeah. Spy and was good. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I'm just going because the fact that the, the Ghostbusters film... And A Simple Favour. Yeah, was so, just so bad. Mm. And I don't think it was all poor Feig's fault. I think a lot of it... It was the it... script. It was nothing to do with it about being all women. No, we've, said, anything... we've yeah, said that before. Yeah, we've it before. We've it was just a before. poor story. Yeah. But talking of Ghostbusters, the traders dropped as we were recording yes. this, and the new one that got me a bit excited. Yes, yes. that looked, looked very, very Spielberg, good. didn't it? Looked very, very good. Anyway, we digress. We do. Um, at Rachel Jane Wood on Twitter. Oh, another Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Said the Office USA was brilliant and was a similar directing style slash mockumentary, and it was a huge hit. I can see this country being just as good, if not better. Here, here, Rachel. There you go. Positivity is what we want, and positivity is. And that's what I want. <laughs> right, now, um, we have a, a, a US This Country correspondent. We do. Um, we were trying to get him linked up so we could get a, a um, some kind of voice thing. I don't even know what it's called. In the, these yeah. days of technology. Go over to our US correspondent. Yeah, so Greg Gethard, who we've obviously had on uh, before. Great guy. Uh, a very, very nice guy that was very kind to talk to us while he was in the snow. Up, <laughs> up to his nuts in snow. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, in the middle of one of the worst blizzards everywhere, anywhere, and he still spoke to us. So he sent us um, uh, a bit of a statement of what he thought, because he didn't, hadn't even heard the news until I right. sort of messaged him and let him know about it. So he, this is what he says. He said, I was pissed off at first because um, why mess with perfection? And I'm afraid a US remake is going to miss the mark and track record of UK-US entertainment conversions is terrible. But then I saw Paul Feig is the man behind and it is going to be great. Paul was one of the people who helped give us the US office, which isn't just the best remake of a UK original, but could very well be the best US comedy ever. He directed the Dinner Party episode, which is the most beloved US episode, on top of Michael's final goodbye episode and a few other landmarks. Paul was also co-creator of Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was huge. Now, wasn't that it? was a springboard for so many people mm. that are big, big stars now. Um, he said, I have zero clue if you're able to watch that in the UK, but that is on the short list of best TV shows in American history. It's up there with The Office, Seinfeld, Cheers and Parks and Rec and all of our other comedy classics. Even if it was on for just one year, the other person he co-created with is Judd Apatow. And then unknown cast starred James Franco, Seth Rogen, Jason Segel and Martin Starr. He also wrote and directed Bridesmaids and also was the, the female Ghostbusters, which we've spoken about. Mm. He also grew up in a small Midwestern town in Michigan. Now, it sounds like an obituary name. It does, <laughs> He's doesn't going it? through the Craig? history of poor, poor Feig. Uh, but he grew up in a small Midwestern town in, in Michigan. The big reason this country works is because it is specific to the Cotswolds, but somehow connected enough to capture small-town life. I was really worried that the US translation would be left to someone who has no experience in our heartland. Uh, not that he does. 
Paul's been in L.A. for God knows how long now, but he also knows enough to do the work and make it as authentic as to the U.S. rural life as possible. He is legit, maybe the only person I would trust with this project. So that's that's a blaze of confirmation there from Greg. Um, so as far as Greg knows, you know, it's it should be great. I, I yeah, I, I'm I'm positive for it. Really am still. Nobody's swayed me to think that it's just going to be a big pile of dog do. Yeah, dog do. It'd be interesting whether they maybe do the same as. They did for The Office. I just hope they don't do it as a pilot and put it like for like as the Scarecrow episode. No. That's when my heart sinks. And they don't really have Scarecrow festivals, do they? Well, no, they don't, no. They have, could... like, the Green Man or whatever is the Burning Man sort of festival. Yeah, and things like I mean, that. Oh, you could, you, you know, and things like, instead of Steam Fair, it'd be a Monster Truck Rally. Or a Barbecue Fair. A barbecue Fair, yeah. Mm. Why are you looking like that? I'm already hungry. <laughs> <laughs> just suddenly thought of barbecue. Um... <laughs> Yeah, oh, we also got um, a... Let me see. Let me see if I can... This will play. Make sure everything is on. Who's it from? It's from the one and only Ross Carpenter. Of course it is. Ross the Boss. Ross the Boss. He's left us uh, a little 2 minute 30 version. This is is his views on the whole thing. Okay, we'll be quiet and listen. Let's have a little listen. Hello, this is Ross Carpenter of The Dump Gang. These are my thoughts about uh, this country being remade in America. Personally, as with a good deal of people in the group, there is fear that it won't be made to anything like the same uh, level or quality. And I don't think anyone's expecting that it will be made to the same uh, standard. Um, It doesn't really matter to anyone if they do mess it up because we still have the best and original. But, of course, as as Charlie and Daisy are involved, um, I'm really hoping that it is a success. I think when you look at the list of comedies that have gone to, gone over to America, uh, there are a few that have actually made it. Um, there are some notable flops, but the one that stands out as having succeeded is The Office. And what is positive is the person responsible for uh, bringing The Office to America is also involved in this project. So I think that's a real positive. I think there's going to be uh, a challenge in getting the right mentality, um, the right location. I think there's going to be a challenge in getting the people who are performing as Terry and Daisy um, to actually sound convincing um, and not like they're acting. And I think one of the key things um, that this country does so well is the cast seem... To be so natural, then it's, it's almost like they're ad-libbing the whole thing. We know that's not the case, but they make it seem like they are. And I, I fear that whoever's acting will, will be unable to do that in America. Um, I'm, I'm positive that it will be uh, taken across with the best intention and that if the right people are on board, which it seems like they are, it might be successful. I'm not sure America will get it. That's that's a big fear, um, but I'm I'm not as down on it as as many people are, and 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 rightly so. I think a lot of people are right to have their doubts because they 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 don't want to see something they love taken to America and shagged. So um, I think that's that's something that 
is, is understandable. Well, thank you very much, Ross. The jingling of the keys there, it was obviously whichever dog insight he was at. Or a party <laughs> putting it in a bowl. And I thought, is he, he just... stood in a ro- road <laughs> recording that? Is he like... A... I, I just I just got <clears throat> visions of, like, it's, like, 12 o'clock midnight. He's in this dog insight, and he's just got the flash of the light, so he's just put the keys in the <laughs> In the ignition, ready to go, <laughs> and he's and, and he's ready to go, and he's just got two minutes to give us his views. Or he's a bit distracted because he had a few long pauses near the end. Maybe there was a guy over the windshield <laughs> seagulling him, <laughs> <laughs> and he was a bit distracted. Anyway, Ross, whatever you get Thank up you in your yes. own time, we'll leave yes. you to that. I mean, with, that is all alleged. We don't know no, that no. For, for definite. Not but thank all. you very much, um, Ross, for giving us your uh, expert opinion. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, look... I'm for, excited to see it. For any, it's, if, if there is a pilot, it would be nice, unlike the original Kerry that has been like buried mm. and is now the Holy Grail of being able to see that. We hope that if it gets made, which I'm, I'm assuming it'll get the, the pilot will get made. It's a bit of a shrug there. I really, who knows? They because you know, they announce these things and then, yeah. you know, it could be cancelled at the last minute. Yeah, and then so. and then, I mean, again, if it's Fox, it'll end up on Disney Plus. Maybe it probably will do, won't it? That'll be where they'll 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 stick it on. I mean, it'll be a Disney Plus show. Yeah, and suddenly the Disney. Uh, Army marches all into this country. Daisy and Charlie get swooped up by the House of Mouse. Yeah. And, I mean, look, if if all else fails, if it goes to another series, if it goes to a series, put it that way, it means we've got more episodes of this podcast because it will give us something we can oh, talk Christ. about it. If they do 22 episodes... Can you imagine that? We'll go, we'll go on to 500 episodes of this podcast. We'll be, like, retired and still doing it. We will. And live shows, trying to get the guests over for the live shows. That would be awkward, wouldn't it? It will be awkward. <laughs> It will be. I mean, the, the, the one thing that is, I don't know whether it'll be, it'll be uncomfortable or not. But I was, I was doing some tweets, and poor Feig's wife liked and retweeted one of the tweets. Oh right, okay. and I did send her a tweet saying, you know, if Mister Feig would like to chat to us, you know, we'll be ready at any time. We just have to make sure we don't mention Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, we won't talk about the film, will we? No, because it would be it would be all about. I mean, I would love to know because when it comes to things like directing TV, especially American TV, mm. it's it's interesting to see what exactly they do because it seems like a lot of it is done in a writer's room, a lot of it is done on set. So, yeah. what would the director? What does the director actually do? And it is it is something I'm fascinated with the the, the behind the scenes and making of TV shows and movies. Um, I mean, look, it would give us a chance to be able to broaden and speak to some completely different oh, people. It'd be fantastic to you find know, out all and, about it. And there's there's no reason that that maybe you we know can't. Paul Feig wouldn't be just a tweet away. So, Paul, if you're listening, please do come and chat to us. Yes, and Mrs. Feig as well. Oh, yeah, you know, happily have you both. We're, the Feigs. The Feigs. At home with the Feigs. At home with the Feigs. <laughs> then we'll find out we're saying his name wrong and it's Feig. Oh, I like think that. it is actually... F- no, I'm no, sure it is Feig, Feig because, isn't it? Because it's Kevin Feige. Yeah. 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 But it's it's exciting times. Very. It's exciting times. I mean, for the, I think 2020 is going to be a big year. 
for the for the Coopers. We have series three. We have Daisy in um, David Copperfield. David Copperfield film. Got Charlie and Greed. Albeit yeah. a little role, he it, said. A little us. role, but it was good that he was in the trailer. It's fantastic that we saw yeah. him in the trailer. I thought that was really nice to see. Yeah. Um, and it's... I'm I mean, envious of Charlie. You got right. to work with Michael Winterbottom, and I love Michael Winterbottom stuff. Yeah, you do do love a Winterbottom. I do you? love a Winterbottom. The Trip is probably one of my favourite comedy shows. Is it? Yep. I loved the first series and sort of drifted away after series That's two. Still really made me laugh. They've, got a new, they done, they've done three, right? Because they've done Italy and then they did Spain. Another, was it Spain? And then they've Spain. got Greece come in. Have they? Yeah. And yeah, I just well, love them. I could watch Greece Steve, is the word. Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon just improvise like that all day. Yeah, I may I may need to go back to the. I might start from the very start as well. The first two series are on Netflix. Are they? I may well do that. The third, because Sky Atlantic own it now, so the right. third series will be on the Sky box set. Right, but it is. It's going to be a big, big year. It's going to be huge for them, and I think it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, and we're, and hopefully we will get to chat to Daisy and Charlie. Um, no, hopefully we will. Yeah, for series three, um, there's <clears> going to be lots of uh, lots of stuff coming up next week. We have our um, Christmas special extravaganza. One to listen out for for the Do one and only uh, Lucy Porter, the wonderful Lucy, the wonderful Lucy Porter. She was an absolute. Uh, blast to chat to uh so that is your christmas episode um uh, and then we're going to be taking a break we will we'll have a few weeks off we're going to have a little break yes we're gonna (coughs) we're gonna go and sun ourselves yeah we're going we're going across the the globe we're gonna stay in those nice golden beaches of mykonos You might be. <laughs> Me and you, you together. We'll come back gonna... with both. You'll have a bleach blonde beard. I'll have bleach blonde you're, hair. You're we'll hoping be... you're going to get sea gold or we'll, whatever it was. Yeah. Was it sea gold? It is apparently a thing that dogging happens. Is it really? Now, why would you even know something like that? Right. Take you back on a little story. Did you ever watch that show on Channel 4 about dogging? No. Because I found it really fascinating. I, I bet thought, you did. I thought, I want to know what turns people to do that. You were waiting to see yourself on it, weren't you? I've never been. I'd be I... too shy. Don't I'd be too shy. Rubbish. But anyway, so the, the people that were doing the interview, the the, the talks, all wore animal masks, which was really off-putting. Yeah, that is. But they spoke about dogging and what drove them to do it, and that's where I learned about seagulling. I'm not going to tell you what it is. People can go and look it up themselves. That's all I'm going to say. Because okay. we might get taken off the air if I told you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know then. I honestly don't want to know. <coughs> yeah, so there you go. So, uh, everybody, enjoy next week's episode. Please do. Yeah, and... Uh, Stay and safe. It's not goodbye, it's just au revoir. We will see you back in February. In the new year. In the new year, 2020. It's going to be a great year. Um, I think that's it. Absolutely. So do you want to give us... Uh... Yes, so you can find us on all the social medias under WTAF This Country. Please do come and look at our new and improved website at WTAFpodcast.com where you can find links to everything on there. And also you can email us at WTAFThisCountry at Hotmail.com. There you go. Give you a load of dings. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Indeed. Enjoy the Christmas episode next week. We will see you back here ready for Series 3 in 2020. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pa. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Now go and get plumbed, you fuckers. 
Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? As promised, here's a sneak preview of the This Country book as read by Kerry and Curtin. It's available at Amazon or Good Bookshops and also on all your audio devices. Go and buy it now. Len Spooky Village Tales by Len Clifton. Read by Kerry and Curtin Mucklow. The Vanishing Tour Guide. This ghostly tale's been heard from a few people over the recent years, and it will send shivers down your spine. Our village, being nestled deep in the soft bosom of the Cotswold countryside, is a magnet for tourists from all over the globe. There have been many a tale of Japanese tourists being greeted off the coach in the marketplace by a gentleman wearing a tall stovepipe hat with a wide brim who shouts in an authoritative manner, This way! This way! The Japanese tourists follow him for up to 12 miles deep into the countryside where the tour guide is known to drop to his knees, put his head in his hands and say, Shit! I don't know where the fuck we are, before vanishing into thin air. The chap in the top hat fits the description of a local tour guide known by the name of Ernie Garlic, whose trademark was wearing a tall stovepipe top hat with a wide brim. Tragically, Ernie took his own life in 1987 when he read a cruel review of one of his tours in the Cotswold Life magazine. The poor feller just weren't naturally blessed with the directional skills needed of a tour guide and was even known to get lost in his very own street. He suffered from a disorder called topographical agnosia which causes a person to have absolutely zero sense of direction. It's a comfort, however, to know that Ernie is still doing what he loves beyond the grave and guiding tourists into the arse end of nowhere. God bless you, Ernie, you half-wit. Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.